The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. I hope you guys are having a great day or night whenever you are listening. Uh, I do want to go over two things, one serious and then one silly. Uh, so for the serious, if you did not listen to our last episode, I highly recommend you do. If you're with our Facebook or Twitter, you guys already know that Collins has taken a step back from our podcast, at least for the time being, if not for an indefinite period. I know a lot of people were saying, wait a minute, what's going to happen to the show? What are you guys gone? Oh, Lucas is in Japan, and now now Heat Matt's leaving. The original gang is split up. We are still working on this stuff. Collins and Don and Chris and I, we are all, we still talk. We're still, he didn't fall off the face of the earth. Whenever I need advice on stuff, on how to work with this stuff, he's going to be there for us. So even if he's not on the show... He's always part of the show. He's staying on that logo, and that's not changing anytime soon. So, again, if you're scared that, oh, no, they're going to stop, believe me, me, Chris, and Don, we like doing this. We like talking to you guys about these amazing, amazing animals and organisms and meeting all these cool people for the interview. So trust me, as far as I'm concerned, we're still going strong, and we wish nothing but the best for Collins as he moves on with this thing in his life. Oh, and uh, for the silly bit, while reading the reviews that you guys leave on iTunes, I found one that asked the question, what would Gary Oak be like as an adult? And I got to tell you, uh, I with some talks with some friends, yeah, Gary Oak kind of wanted to become a scientist like his old man, but unless he fixed that attitude, I think he's like some bum on the street at this point, because to be honest, doesn't matter how smart you are if nobody wants to work with you. I can only imagine Gary Oak showing up with this attitude of like, hi, I'm the best researcher you've ever met. And everyone's just like, aren't, aren't you an intern? What is what is wrong with you? No, he's not succeeding. We don't care how strong your Umbreon is, kid. If you can't work in a lab setting with some semblance of decency, yeah, you ain't going to work here. So on to today's lecture topic, viruses. Now. Obviously, given that this is the year 2020 where this is being recorded, you all know a virus exists. We have all been affected by recent viruses. So, do any of you know what a virus is? Like, specifically what it is? And that's not like a question that's supposed to trip you up. Because viruses have been a big question with us for a long, long time. Like, viruses have been around much longer than just about any of us have. And been around since bacteria were around. And Pokemon has one specific virus in it, the Pokerus virus. If you don't know what it is, we'll explain more about it as we go forward. But first, let's cover what a virus is, what it can do to a body or another organism that it attacks, and then we'll go into what this has to do with Pokemon and what the Pokerus virus can do to your Pokemon. And finally, we'll top it off with my tinfoil hat explanation of where it came from. Spoiler alert, it involves the government. So, what is a virus? So, the actual question did not really have a definition, and it's still kind of going through a weird, uh, we don't know exactly how to define it, because 
A virus is a compiling of infectious genetic code, and it requires a host to reproduce. Now, the reason we don't consider it a living thing, or some people don't, is because it cannot reproduce on its own. It's not like bacteria where it can asexually reproduce. It literally requires a host in order to reproduce. And that's not the same as something like a parasite, where the parasite needs to live somewhere in order to reproduce. A virus literally cannot survive unless it uses another organism to reproduce. So it's it's a really weird debate, but it's not technically alive by certain definitions. Now, how viruses work is they make their way into the cells of an organism, plant, animal, bacteria. They'll get past the cell's defenses, usually with specialized membrane coatings or by tricking the cell. The goal is to not hurt it yet. It'll make its way to the nucleus of that cell. And that's basically the main operation center every cell is going to have. Once there, it will start to rewrite the cell's genetic makeup, and that will stop it from it doing what it's supposed to be doing, and instead, it'll become a factory for producing more of the virus. Uh, eventually, the cell breaks down and ruptures and releases more of the virus to attack more cells, and so on and so forth. Our bodies, luckily, are built to fight off invaders. Our white blood cells are capable of releasing hormones and antibodies, and our ability to fight them off really depends on the virus, but our body is constantly going to be trying to fight it. Now, every time someone says, we killed the virus, again, it can't be killed the same way as bacteria has. Uh, if you remember in the early months of the coronavirus, people were ripping antibacterial hand sanitizer off the shelf and leaving bars of soap. Think about how we just said it's not a bacteria. So why were people being so picky? Turns out soap works pretty well. Again, if you disinfect, then yes, you can break apart the membrane that holds together the virus and that will destroy it. So you can break it down, but you can't like kill it off the same way you would a bacteria. Just soap and water would have done just fine. Now, when you take a medicine, let's say you have the flu, and you take some NyQuil in order to go to bed. A lot of people want to say, oh, I'm taking this medication to <coughs> kill it. We're going to kill the, kill the virus out of my system. What you're doing is you're dealing with the symptoms your body is producing. So when you get a fever, that is your body raising its temperature in order to try and cook out the virus. When you get really tired and sluggish, that is your body conserving energy to fight off the virus. When you have a runny nose that is meant to fight off the virus, you're just trying to numb the symptoms while your body is doing its job to kill it. Now, luckily, once a virus has been in your system at one point, the body is going to learn how to fight against it. The only reason you get the common cold so often is because there's a million different varieties of the rhinovirus that causes it. So even if you get one, there's a million others to go. Now, the reason that vaccines work so well is because a vaccine is a weaker strain of whatever virus it is. It's polio. It's a weaker strain of the virus. So that way you give them the vaccine. And once you get that vaccine, the body is now given warning labels of like, hi, you see this? Get them. That, that thing. Get it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. And so now after they remove it, the antibodies will now have the ability to recognize this threat to the body. Uh, the reason why you need to have vaccines is because this will literally kill off that virus. Uh, the problem is getting those right antibodies correctly, getting the right concoction together can take time. That's why you can't just take any virus 
throw it in a vial and inject it into somebody. They take time. So that's the gist of what a virus is. Uh, we Again, we have a lot of information on what a virus is and isn't right now available, given that it's 2020 and this year seems to be full of interesting surprises for us. So on to the fun part, Pokerus. Now, if you do not know what Pokerus is, it was a virus implemented into the Pokemon world in the early games. For those of you who are newer to the Pokemon games and didn't really get into breeding, you probably don't know about this virus. So what the Pokerus virus is, is eventually, while you're just either trading or you're going to the Pokemon Center, Nurse Joy will pop up and go, oh, I'm sorry, your Pokemon has the Pokerus virus. And you'll look on the Pokedex card, and it will show a little symbol, usually a little face, a little frowny face. And that is going to show that the virus has infected your Pokemon. Now, your Pokemon isn't dying. What's actually going to happen is every time you try and fight a Pokemon, you are going to get double the EV value. So whenever you fight a Pokemon, let's say a Magikarp, a Magikarp produces about one EV of speed. So every time you hit a Magikarp and knock it down and faint it, you now have one extra speed added to your Pokemon. The point is, it allows your Pokemon to train faster. By doubling that rate, instead of having to fight longer or grind harder, now you have to grind for literally half the time. Now, today, we don't need to do that as much. You have the weight train, obviously, you can double that way. Or you can now pump them full of medication. Now, you guys are lucky. Back in my day, this was how you had to do it. You had to literally grind for it. In the newest generation, there is now no longer a limit on how much medication you can have. So thanks Obamacare, I guess. Either way, these Pokemon get the ability to get their EVs up a lot faster than they used to be. But the Pokerus virus acted like a virus because it would spread. If you left it in a box in your group, other Pokemon would get it. Now, it only lasted for a limited time, though. Eventually, your Pokemon would not become contagious anymore. You would not be able to get that contagion. You would just stop. You'd have the effects still. You'd keep the effects for the rest of this Pokemon's life. But you can no longer spread it to anyone else. Now, that behavior is exactly what you see in a virus. Just like the flu, there is a period of contagion. Just like the coronavirus, there is a range of contagion for these organ for these um. See, I can't even call them organisms. These piles of genetic goo. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Piles of genetic goo. Now, let's think, if, why would a virus do this and how a virus would do this? Because a lot of people, you think, wait, why would a virus make me stronger? And again, you are filled with tons of microorganisms and floating piles of genetic goo. Because of that, your body already has them and they have their own little purposes. But why would a virus make someone stronger instead of weaker? Keep in mind, nature is not malicious. It does not like rub its little hands together like, wahaha, now I will kill this living organism that makes me happy. Everything does what it does to survive and reproduce. So most symptoms of a virus are really our body trying to fight it anyway. Uh, uh, there is, though, a real world example of a virus that helps people, and it was manufactured. You might have heard whispers, I think it was about one or two years ago, it really picked up, CRISPR. So some of you might not recognize it. So CRISPR is a was a big deal for the genetic splicing community. So people have wanted to start working on a genetic level to try and change the DNA of living organisms while they are already developed and alive. 
this has been a really hard thing to do because obviously you have to find a way to get into the cell and redo the genetic code without damaging it. See where I'm getting here? CRISPR was a shortcut. It's basically a virus that allows it to go into the cell, uh, take out a piece of that genetic code, and replace it with a new one that was genetically created in a lab. That means that we have a shortcut in order to help change someone or something's genetic structure. Now, this is a huge deal. I know a lot of people, when you think, ah, genetic splicing, finally, I will become part alligator and rule the world. No. But think about it for people who have genetic diseases and complications. This could fix a lot of people and save lives. Or you can do like this one guy did and buy the home kit and try to make his muscle cells break and repair themselves faster so he could get super buff. Yeah, that didn't work out. He was crazy and everybody hated him. Uh, you can look it up. Look up the uh, CRISPR the CRISPR guy who tried drinking CRISPR to try and get buff. It's really interesting to see how certain scientists will try and get the fame that they really don't deserve. So now, final part, I get to put on my tinfoil hat. So here's where I think in-game lore, game lore-wise, where the Pokerus virus comes from. So I think that it's a modified flu virus in the Pokemon world. I think that some malicious or actually benevolent whatever organization, probably some sort of super Pokemon government or company, um, I think they went out of their way and created this virus in-game lore-wise. Now, my evidence for that is the main one is that it can infect every single Pokemon. There's a reason why viruses like the COVID-19 virus, there is a reason why COVID-19 isn't spread to your dog when you're hanging out and you have the virus. Viruses affect different organisms differently. The only way a virus would be able to attack every single Pokemon is if you were able to somehow create a virus that could go into something. Maybe they found a piece of the genetic structure of Mew and worked their way through that. That would be pretty cool. And they were able to create a virus. And instead of using it to take over the world, they used it to make everyone a little bit stronger. If a virus can take down literally the gods of the ocean and land and give them even more strength, I think it was made in a lab. Now, making you stronger, can a virus even do that? In the short term is they actually do have the effect on the muscle. Uh, when you get sick. Uh, you get sore muscles. You feel like, oh, this is just hurtful. This is annoying. That's because your white blood cells are releasing hormones and affecting how your muscles and nervous system are operating in order to try and kill the virus. But the virus can attack different cells. It can target different cells. So if you have it target, oh, say, the muscle cells and rework the muscle cells so that way they break and repair themselves more efficiently, you now have a way of getting buff because that's how you get stronger by lifting weights. The reason it hurts, your muscle strands are breaking and repairing and breaking and repairing and breaking and repairing, getting stronger and stronger every time. You could also say that it's improving the body's memory of information. So after it fights a Magikarp, oh, wow, it learned a lot more quickly about the Magikarp or it fought a lot harder about the Magikarp and it got the ability. Again, it's a really cool little ditching game. No one would really talk about it. I think it's fun to think of this virus as something that was created in a lab to make everybody stronger. And the fact that it has a perfect incubation period is also really cool from a virus standpoint because it has about a week before it dissipates. 
That is the perfect time. You barely show any symptoms. If you don't walk into a Pokemon Center, it can affect your whole party, your whole box. It's fascinating. So yeah, the Pokerus virus, while not malicious, is certainly a virus that's worth taking effect on. Perfect period of incubation, perfect period of contagency, dissipates from the body, and causes nothing but positive effects on the body that we know fascinating stuff from a virus standpoint. I know you're all sick of hearing virus stuff, viruses, virus that, but I think it is important to know how viruses can differ and change. I think it's important to understand that viruses are a part of the ecosystem. How they transfer from different organisms can vary. Um, they can be done man-made or they can be done naturally on accident. What is important to know about viruses is that they are a part of the ecosystem. That doesn't mean we have to tolerate for them. It means that we have to always do our research. We always have to be washing our hands if you want to stay away from them. You're still not going to get away from everything. But if you stay hygienic, if you move through it, you'll be okay. So I want to thank you guys so much for taking a listen. If you guys have any topic ideas, let me know. I'm always interested in picking up new stuff. Maybe we'll talk about medicine in the Pokemon world next time. Keep on this theme. Maybe I'll talk about just one Pokemon for 15 minutes and why it's scientifically amazing. Either way, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Please enjoy the rest of our content and everything else from the Pokemon Casters Network. You guys have been great. You guys have been so supportive of us on Twitter and on Facebook and of all the guests we bring on the show. You guys rock. Thank you so much for listening. Peace! <laughs>